This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hello, listener. As many of you know, we actually record our Bacon Sale episodes about five days before the air. Well, I have some Bacon Sale predictions to make. By the time this episode airs on May 24th, 2021, I predict that Zach will be married, Kent will accidentally cause World War III to begin, and Ryan will finally have those cybernetic upgrades he's always wanted. Oh, and I'll finally make that trip to Alaska in my flying car. Oh, did I mention there are flying cars? Because there will be. Wait, you get to go to Alaska? You get to start World War III? Zach has to get married? In five days? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. This is I airing like that this. day, though, so right now, Can you guys be- are seeing all these things have happened. I'm really sorry, world. Wow. Welcome to Big Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our chip tearing part one so show. Good. Part one? Because yeah, we, we held one. off on some specifically, and people were like, why didn't you include this you know, one? And I'm we, like, because we held off. We really should hit some of the like the baseline ones. Ah, whatever. We, we, we did uh, fine. Ne- we'll live there. and learn. Next time, yeah. we yeah. will do the originals first. It felt weird yeah. not talking about some of the originals. And we'll put just chips in the next one and, and not sneak a cracker the in problem there. Was, the problem was <laughs> is that every best chips list I looked up, Coldfish kept popping up. And I was like, no. At first, I was like, no. And then it kept popping up over and over again. I'm like, fine, we'll include it. But then, you know. Maybe we want to save for a Cracker Show. And I, I declare we will keep it. We will have that in the Cracker Show if we do a Cracker Show. Didn't okay. the listener say he didn't want a Cracker Show? The listener himself specifically said, listener. I do not want <laughs> Which a is really show. rude. <laughs> yeah, but we can do it after he retires. Okay. Yeah, so there was some controversy regarding the inclusion of a Cracker uh, over on, on the Twitter, I believe We it was. apologize. Uh, speaking of Twitter, head over to Twitter where at Crew Dutler has made a fun bag of bags drunk train. Half Where speed. He, he takes our show and puts it at half speed, and we sound a little off. Pretty funny. Also, just general comment. There are multiple listeners who don't like Doritos, and I don't know how I feel about that. It's weird. Some people are saying Doritos are overrated. I don't know about that. Which is kind of ridiculous. Yes. Have they ever been invited to a barbecue? <laughs> Doritos are the best. Uh, but speaking of comments, at Verbus Vivum says, this was a fantastic episode, but I'm a little concerned at how sensitive y'all's mouths are when it comes to salt. <laughs> also, <laughs> spicy sweet chili Doritos with French onion dip. You're welcome. Ooh, I will try that. I will absolutely try that. I will wow. Try that 100%. And then at Crumpy Lady says, Funyuns are a tier three chip, but your discussion on them on this episode was tier one. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a fun, randomly fun show yeah. as it happens with the weird stuff. Like Maybe that. crave food too. again. Every time we do those shows, I'm like, yeah. I want chips. It's snacky. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Well, we are taking a look at the future. The future, Zach? From the period of the past uh, at various times. What are we doing here today? Wait, so when does Cyclops show up? Again in Colossus, a kitty pride. Days of future exact. We're going back to the future, back back to the past to see the future. So So Ryan, Ryan, help us, Ryan, Ryan. This is your idea. This is your show. Help us. Also, hi Ryan. Hey Ryan. Ryan. Welcome to Bacon Cell. Thanks. I'm back. We've done robots. We've done Rush. We've done other robots. uh, More robots. (laughs) Yeah. This is your fourth show. Yeah. And now explain. I was just recently watching uh, Star Trek, for example, and I noticed that there's a couple of odd predictions. Star Trek, the original series? Star Trek, the original series, yeah. And I thought, well, that never happened like that. And so I just kind of got to thinking. And also, I think, uh, Joel, I think you uh, said on Twitter something about uh, not having a rock'em sock'em robot that's life size. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, after watching Real Steel, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know what? There's all these movies that came back out like in the 60s and the 50s and whatever that predicted this marvelous future. That we were going to have. And I was like, where is that future? So I wanted to go back and visit some of those old time movies 
and see what they thought was going to be happening. Seeing how we're already living in the future, we're yeah. in the 21st century well, already. You so. say marvelous future, but Skynet was supposed to take over in 1997, right? Mm-hmm. That's when the apocalypse was meant to happen. But Sarah Connor stopped it. So. Oh, no fate, but what <laughs> we make. Remember that she didn't. The, the yeah. road, and she, we can make our future is what we make it. She didn't stop Apple, Google, or Amazon. No. But the yeah. thing about it is, it's always risky to put a date on yes. movies. And I don't think it's not like you shouldn't do it. But just know, if you do it, be a little smart with it. So uh, we took a list of these movies, and we chopped it up into bits, and figured out which ones are probably most relevant to the listener, to a general audience. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go through. We have 16 movies. Each of us took four. Right. And we're going to be talking about what they got wrong and what they got right, because these are all movies that should have occurred by now. Right. And Ryan, you want a scoring system on these, right? So that we have a winner, definite loser, and whatnot, right? Yeah, so I wanted to kind of figure out which one was the closest to, which one got the prediction the closest. What are we scoring on? I think we're going to score on three categories, world events, technology, and then just kind of overall uh, culture, kind of like the feel of the time. Okay, right? but they'd have to like actually make a prediction or show the tech yeah. in order to probably get the points, right? Because mm-hmm. some of these movies may have world events where it's just nothing has happened. It's suburban life or whatever, right? Most and of that it's like, may be right. Most of them it's like... Kangaroos have taken over the earth. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Yeah, that's that picture. They're all like these post-apocalyptic, like something cat- catastrophic has happened. Yeah, and we're going to move through them in chronological order of the time they're yes. set. Right? Should we? Should we start? Yes, please. I will take you on a journey through time where we enter 1985. Ooh. 1985 sounds like a really dangerous year. Yeah. Wait, is 1984 not on this list? All right. Yeah, it's not on this list. Okay. We had to eliminate some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so skip that one because of uh, wanted to not get too close to all the political controversy. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to do our very best. Much. We're going to do our best to stay out of politics. Yeah. So just keep it light and so, fluffy. Joel, speaking of killer kangaroos. There are no killer kangaroos in this movie, but it does take place in Australia. Australia. It's Australia. It's Australia. (laughs) Oh, great. You give me the Australia movie? (laughs) For anyone who hasn't listened, go listen to the Bacon Bit where we have the quiz show. Anyways, in 1985, it's Mad Max. And what year was that movie made? 1979. And so they said in the movie, a few years in the future. Six years in the future. Yeah. What it does, the only real prediction it makes is that cops are kind of, uh, they don't really care. They're kind of vigilantes in a way, whereas if people are breaking the law, they're going to track them down and sometimes take them out. Mm-hmm. And all the cops... To dinner? Yeah, take them out to dinner. All the cops are dressed like <laughs> T-birds where from they, Greece, wh- too. Where do they go out to dinner? Uh, Outback. Outback. Outback Steakhouse. Blooming onion. Get some Alice Springs uh, chicken. It's the Alice Springs chicken is, is delicious. It's so good. I made yeah. a copycat recipe the other day, and it was, turned did? out really well. I want some. <laughs> yeah, so We're good. so obnoxious. <laughs> We really are. And so in this movie, that's what they're predicting is that motorcycle gangs have been sweeping through the outback and causing a lot of mischief. And the cops are coming after them. And there's just like this war going back and forth until if you've seen the movie, I wonder if people have seen the original Mad Max and not just Road Warrior or Fury Road. I, I, I don't I didn't like the first one as much, but I did like the second one much more like they, that's one of the few ones where the sure. sequel is better than the original. Well, the original feels like a 70s, like even though it's not home invasion, it feels like a home invasion movie because it's these vigilantes coming after his family, right? Gibson's family. Yes. And then he gets revenge. And reasonably every movie in the Mad Max franchise has already like taken place in our timeline, right? Yes. Because they're all fairly close to each other. In fact, so the first one is 1985, Road Warrior, three years later in 1998. 
1988. Wow. Math. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then Beyond Thunderdome jumps 15 years, so the early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, so and then are, the next one jumps so you're far. You're telling that me that Tina Turner's changes. hair was supposed to be in the early 2000s? Was it not? Mm-mm. <laughs> no? That's 80s hair. I'm proud of it. <laughs> so... With the tech, there's really nothing new here. The cars are old. They're kind of Australian sports cars, which doesn't mean much. The They're thing all I never understood about the Mad Max franchise, the whole thing, yeah. is how there's this like dearth of everything. There's no food. There's no water. But there's gas. Okay. Guzzling. Lots of so it. I'm glad you brought this up because I could just use the first Mad Max as the movie where does it predict the future? Does it even try? Because it doesn't really try. But the writers were like, we need a sequel. People really like that low-budget Australian movie. Let's make a sequel. And all of a sudden, there is a battle for gasoline. Because that doesn't even show up in the first movie mm-hmm. at all. It doesn't? No. The first movie honestly feels like it's totally It's a grindhouse franchise. movie. It's, and it's it still feels... In touch with reality. Yeah. You know, you're still seeing but I mean, these normal it's places. It's still a desert setting warrior. and there's not... No, it's just the Outback. And that's it. People are just living the their lives. looks like that? Y- yeah. It's, are you sure there hasn't been an apocalypse with <laughs> kangaroos in, the, in Australia? <laughs> it's pretty bleak. I'm not going to lie. I thought okay. like the opening crawl of that movie said something about how glass was still plentiful or something like no, that. No, not at all. Oh, uh, they get there in Road Warrior where they talk about how the warring nations have ruined gasoline. I guess that what this movie is predicting is or the, this franchise is predicting, is a world where these commodities are very, very rare, and so people are trying to, to find them, and gangs have just taken over. Because that's kind of the, the backbone of the, this franchise, is that there are dangerous people out there that will stop at nothing to get what they want. Mm. So it's kind of like Walking Dead before Walking yes. Dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. Walking Dead without the zombies. It's yeah. Driving Dead. Driving all, dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. I'd <laughs> so, watch that. And so this one for me, and I, you guys can jump in and help me score. It doesn't really deserve a lot other than saying there have been nations battling over oil. Because they, they have based this on the Middle East and whatnot and, and oil reserves burning. But there's really nothing predicted here other than the fact that gangs are very dangerous. Well, and the world ended. Yeah, whatever yeah. apocalypse that happened... Which didn't happen. Yeah. I, I, so I don't think world event-wise I mean, if there is like an EMP or, or something like that, then yeah, a lot of things are going to be shut down. Sure. But I do like your, your um, dependency on oil and gas, though. Yeah. I mean, that's still very accurate. So I think world events, like, yeah, there could be a gasoline shortage. Maybe I'd give it a one. Culture. Uh, wait, wait, we haven't even discussed our scoring system yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. I guess I was thinking kind of like soccer. So, so if, there's going to be no scores. We're going to go wait, stay here for three hours and no one's going to score. Yes. I like soccer. Yeah. So <laughs> it, <was> in <laughs> soccer, if you win a game, you get three points. If you tie a game, you get one point. And if you lose a game, you get zero. So that kind of breaks up a little bit. Wait. Okay. So it's just an overall score. So if score, I score seven points in a soccer game, you get three points. I hate that. You get three points. No, but like on three points season. on the leaderboard. We'll, yeah. we'll talk like, about it yeah. after. It's fine. Like, buddy. like you know, Ken, okay, let me bring it to Ken's thing. PlayStation. <laughs> okay. You get your score in the game, and then you put it up against everyone else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the way. So that's... that's Thank you for putting it into PlayStation terms. <laughs> anyway, zero, one, or three. So, Tech, yeah. I'm going to give it a zero. I, and if you guys want to jump in, having yeah, I would seen agree. the Mad Max franchise, they're not really trying to predict anything other than saying things are dangerous. I don't know. They, that, some of those... like I've never seen in this world an uh, electric guitar that can shoot fire. <laughs> so oh, you're talking Fury, Fury Road. Road. Yeah, getting up, because that's still in the past, isn't it? Yeah, it would be, yeah, mid yeah, it mid is, 2000s. It is in the past. 
Culture, I'd probably give it a, a one because that is the outback and there are dangerous gangs that maybe, I don't know, maybe a zero or a one. In present day, there's dangerous gangs roaming around. BMX bandits, maybe. Yeah. I dealt with them. And then uh, world <laughs> events. Dundee. World events, I do think that there could be a gasoline shortage. It hasn't happened yet, Unless really. you're in Florida. Unless um, you're in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure people are filling up plastic bags. I don't want to talk about right that. Now. It's just so. depressing to, to see. Okay, I'm going to give it a one, though. I will give it a one. Yeah, I okay. think that's a, that's a good scoring. So, so maybe, a total of two points. Maybe two points out okay. of nine. Now we move forward to the year 1990. Big things are Ooh. happening, including your good friend Zach is born. Aw. Oh. Aw. I was thinking Tom's Diner. Oh, wonderful. So I guess that comes to me then. Um, I'm going to talk about Star Trek. Now I know what you're thinking. Star this Trek. This is not a Star Trek episode. I'm not a Star Trek fan. For not a, you're not a Trekkie? Well, I, I prefer Star Wars over Star Trek. So, Good but man. I'd, I'd be happy to come on and talk Star Trek with you if you, if you can't find anybody else. We better. have a lot of volunteers, More right? <laughs> you don't know how often yeah. people say, if you ever do a Star Trek show, I want to be on it. Mm-hmm. Can I not be on it? <laughs> Me too. Can I have the week off? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know what you're thinking. Star Trek, it takes place in like the 23rd century or something like that, right? Yeah. 24th century. I'll take your word for it. Sure. As I'm watching the original series, they talk about the eugenics wars. So if you if you know the Wrath of Khan, the original Wrath of Khan, I can't remember if the J.J. Abrams cut and paste uh, copy. Is, is the same is the same timeline. But in the 1990s, according to the Star Trek lore, they had done eugenics. And so they were genetic engineering, and they were looking to create superhumans. And these superhumans try to take over the Earth. So Khan was one of these superhumans. They start World War III to kind of defeat these superhumans. Can't start a World War III. Yeah, well, with Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> <laughs> so we're supposed to have World War III in the 1990s, and then that leads to the... Uh, despotism in, in the 21st century. So the, uh, the 2000s are supposed to be all about the despotism and stuff. And so in the next generation, it kind of shows these drugged up warriors with machine guns attached to their arms and things like that. This is in Star Trek? It's in Star Trek. This is cooler Trek than anything generation. in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit of Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. So that's kind of why we're talking about it. So the, the, the timeline of Star Trek starts in the 1990s. I think in First Contact, the movie, they talk about their first warp, spe- warp drive was in 2069. So we're still about 50 years away from that. Yeah, First, con- time. first, first Contact time. was April 5th, 2063. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're about 40, 50 years away from that still. But the other thing is that as I'm watching this, I'm thinking some of this technology is a little bit dated. So I'll, I'll start with the technology now. So mm-hmm. on the Star Trek uh, Starship Enterprise, we have communicators, we have tricorders, we have an AI computer that kind of runs the whole starship for them. Yeah. And they also have replicators and things like that. So we'll get, we're not going to get into those things because those things don't really come into, a, into account until like the, the end of the 23rd century. Yeah, or later like on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But we can talk about communicators because they work a lot like cell phones. And even the, in the back in the 60s when, they, when this show came out, they, had, they looked a lot like flip phones, right? Yeah. From, from the early 2000s, mm-hmm. right? And so they already kind of exist. And the tricorders, I, I look at those and I think those are just like a smartphone because you have this kind of mini computer that you're carrying around. Mm-hmm. And in the 1960s version of Star Trek, it's like they had this big brick of a thing that was like over the shoulder kind of a deal. And then it had a little handheld sensor reading 
right? And then the, the last thing that I talked about, the, the AI computer, where you just walk in and you say, computer, do this thing. And so just like today, you walk into your house and you say, Alexa, turn on the lights or Sorry about whatever. that. If yeah, your lights everybody, just turn on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know that. <laughs> so it, it's, we, it's already, we already have these technologies Alexa, now, Google, Siri, so. et cetera. It's kind of funny that a lot of these, I don't know about your guys' selections, but a lot of these movies that looked into the future did not predict cell phones. At all. Yeah. Or they predicted them in a different way. In a different way. But yeah. there's like a lot of pay phones in these movies. Yeah. A lot of corded yeah. phones. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, Star Trek, even though they said it was hundreds of years in the future. Right. It's already happened. Uh, yeah. for, forgive my ignorance. Is it only in the next generation that they like slap their little badge to talk? Yeah. So that's like, like the Bluetooth that's the next version, generation. Right? Yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, like the Apple Watch, right? Like, yeah. I've got a walkie-talkie app on my watch where I can just quickly talk to somebody. I just slap myself on the chest every time I don't want to hurt people. <laughs> oh, my All heart. Right. My heart. <laughs> so what points are we going to give this one? Well, in terms of world events, I think I have to give this one a zero because none of that stuff happened. We don't have genetically engineered... That we know problems. of. Oh, yeah. that's true. I guess it could be government conspiracy stuff. Mm. We're, we're working on space exploration more. Yeah, but I don't know. Are we going to have a faster-than-light speed travel in 50 years? When the aliens arrive and give us that technology, then yes. Well, yeah. you know, they're already here, like according 42 to the Pentagon. So. Okay, and then the tech itself? The tech itself, I'm going to give it a one, because um, we've already got a lot of the tech, um, so it's a little bit ahead of schedule, for according to them. Yeah. And it might be like, did the art inspire the tech a little bit? So. Uh, th- that's that's a strong argument. And then there is actually, I think, a couple documentaries about this, where How Star, Trek. They, Star Trek influenced a lot of... Like, nerdy people like Star Trek and then they turn around well, and invent things. Like yeah. the holodeck, for example, which is a next-gen thing. Yeah. Like that's kind of a thing, sort of. It's not VR. quite there, but with VR. Mm. Yeah, so VR. The thing I, that give, I, think I is, give it a two-attack, honestly. See, you say that. I'm thinking even just automatic doors. Sure, like the old, yeah. With the door going up and coming down. That I bet you money people that invented that were Star yes. Trek fans. I'm giving this a two. Giving it a... There's no two. So the, the two is a one. It's so okay. It's zero, one, or a three. I'm giving it a three. <laughs> three. It's three is highest, three highest score. Yeah. Three is the highest score. This is so difficult. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> I blame like soccer. Scores. Oh, I, I give it a 40 love. love. <laughs> I don't know. What, what about you guys? Just a one? I, I think the reason I would actually give it a higher score than just a one, I would give it a three as well, is because we have seen so much of the influence of Star Trek yes. in our own design. So a lot of that, again, life imitating art so, has come to pass. So one of the reasons why I would give it a one, for example, is when you look at like their... And they kind of fixed this in uh, the next generation. But in the, the original series, when they talk through the computer, you can hear like the the relays clicking inside the computer when it's thinking, and it has this very robotic type voice, yeah, like working. And then like you hear like all the relays clicking. Captain Kirk, and please then, do not take off your shirt again. <laughs> <laughs> and then in like the in the early one where they went up to the uh, the the food replicator, they would actually put in tapes, and they say, "Well, put in this tape, and it'll and it'll give you the the kind of food you want." So you had a Go through the discs or whatever. 3D printing, though, mm. for food? Yeah, maybe. I think it's this they do a 3D printed three. chocolate. Yeah, 3D printed steak. Gross. So uh, it's okay if I get outvoted and we do it at three. That's, that's right. It's your show. It's a one. Okay. <laughs> Culture. <laughs> this one's kind of harder to judge because we don't really actually see the, the things, but I guess we could go back on the 20th, 20th century type thing with the despotism and things like that and the and the drug addicted soldiers, and we don't have anything like that. So I'm going to give this one a zero there as well. But so Mad yeah. Max is more realistic than Star Trek. Star Trek gets one point. Wow. There we go. Well, it's harsh. Well, maybe we should go back and give it a three. For All right. The Star Trek gets three points. <laughs> All right. One point more accurate. 
moving forward, we're going to jump seven years further into the future to the year 1997. The year was 1997. Old Joel. Old Joel. And the movie is Escape from New York. Snake Blisket. Which was actually made in 1981. So this was, they set their movie 16 years in the future. Here's the synopsis briefly. In 1997, when the U.S. president crashes into Manhattan, now a giant maximum security prison, <laughs> a convicted bank robber is set in to rescue him. <laughs> uh, directed by John Carpenter, yeah. who you know does sometimes doesn't do horror movies. And it stars Kurt Russell is probably the one you'll recognize the most out of there. Right. So they say at the very beginning, in 1988, the crime rate in the United States rises 400%. I fact-checked this. It actually only rose by 5.5%. So okay. they're pretty off there. And in fact, I found out that the, the crime rate peaked in 1981 when this movie when this movie was made. Really? Escape from New York. And by 1997, it was 20% lower than it was. So understandably, the crime was really bad. And they thought, okay, let's just wall off New York City. But it got better. Okay, let me read this again. The once great city of New York becomes the one maximum security prison for the entire country. A 50-foot containment wall was built around it. It's basically Arkham, Asylum, or Arkham City. Yeah. That's what you're getting out of this. So, yeah. I, it, world events, it's not doing so well. Also, there's NATO involved in a possible nuclear war with the Soviet Union. Because, you know, the Soviet Union still existed in 1997. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> so, the Soviet Union was dissolved in 1991. So... For world events, I'm giving this a zero. Oh. They, 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 they didn't do good at all. Uh, then you get into the tech. For, I'll say one thing about these futuristic movies. The helicopters always look the same. Yeah. It's like they, they have these like amazing, cool, futuristic cars, and then the helicopter looks exactly the same as helicopters yeah. now. So their helicopters were still the same. I want to point that out. Air Force One has a presidential pod that they put the president in, and, and that doesn't exist at all. That Are never you existed. sure? Yeah, I, I looked it up. I, wanted, I, I asked President Biden about it. Okay. Since, we're, since we said the date, I can date this yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But they do have a GPS locator that can also read his vitals on the president, which is now available. But, but in it 1997, wasn't no. They didn't really have Fitbits in 1997. And I don't know, GPS was still very rudimentary back then. Fitbit. Yeah, uh, I also like they have this thing of like when they're when they're tr when the they have a glider plane going through these buildings and like it seems like all the movies made in the seventies eighties thought that the future was going to be wireframes. Yeah, everything was wireframe buildings. And I found out in this movie they actually put glow. They, they built a model of a city of New York. Yeah, and they put glow tape on it and then had a black light shining on it and that was the footage going in. And the, I was like, oh, the making of uh, is fascinating on this movie. Yeah, it was actually yeah. pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the graphics and everything look very dated and definitely not 1997. I mean, we had lawnmower men by then, I think. <laughs> no, so, we did not. Uh, they also have these microscopic explosive capsules that will explode in your arteries after a dissolving wall. I don't think those exist. I'm going to give it a one just because the GPS locator, they were on the right track. Mm -hmm. it, it was something that could happen. I also say at one point they're like, this is a, it's a big blocky thing they put on his wrist. I'm like, this is a wrist tracer. It will send out a radio signal for 15 minutes. Whoa. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. great. It's good battery life. And then for culture, at one point, the, the, there's not really much culture because it's kind of this post-apocalyptic prison yeah, city. They're, yeah, they're focusing on the, the, the slump, basically. Yeah. And there's still the graffiti looks the same as it yeah. probably did in 1997, so that's good for them. But also at one point, they have a a play they're putting on inside the prison and they sing about how there's no Yankees and no metric med opera and which once again during a pandemic would have gotten more points but in this no okay so zero for that zero as well. for culture so one point scored for escape from New York yes but 
several stars scored because that movie rocks. It does rock. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. All right. Moving further, we have now crossed into the new millennium. <gasps> That's right. We are headed to the year 2001. So in 2001, we have... A Space Odyssey. Oh, oh, that's where it comes from. Yes. Ah. The title. It's like it's set in the title. Ah. Yes. But when was this movie made? Uh, this movie was made in 1968. One of the larger gaps of 33 years. Which, if you look at the like what he was able to do back in 1968, mm-hmm. you'd swear this was made much later than that. Oh, yeah. It's impressive. Yes. Especially since we had not even been to the moon by well, that Well, Kubrick did film the moon landing. <gasps> Can I well, say that? Is that okay to say? Yeah, we sure. still haven't been to the moon. I mean, we, what are you talking about? We can look about? at the footage. I, 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 as I watched this movie Oh, no, what have recently. I done, Ryan? Ryan, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> as I watched this movie again recently, the they get to the moon. Yeah. I should probably back up first and tell you what the movie's about. Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. Before right, we go so, on conspiracies. It's about so a giant in, space baby. In the year 2001, they have a colony or bases on the moon. There's multiple countries with bases on the moon. And the United States base has found this monolith. Yeah buried under the surface of the moon. And so that... Monolith being a big, black... PlayStation 2. Rectangle. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. PlayStation terms, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation terms. And so they uh, then send a... Uh, this monolith sent a radio signal to Jupiter when it was hit by sunlight. And so they send a spaceship out to Jupiter to go investigate. And on this uh, spaceship, there is the HAL 9000. That we've talked about in the that previous is on your episode. Shirt currently, yeah, my currently is on my shirt. So, yes. so they have this AI computer. They go to Jupiter, and then some worried, really weird stuff happens. I feel like, as far as like the space tech they use, like we still look at that as kind of a technical yeah. marvel. Yeah, very much. So, in terms of like world events, there's not really a whole lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Soviet Union. I, I don't think that they call them the Soviet Union; if they just call them Russia. But there's still a rivalry there, and so I would say that that's. Partly true. I mean, they were still have a, a little bit of a rivalry with, with yeah. the USSR. Yeah. Especially, especially the space race kind of Russia, thing. But, yeah. uh, but, I mean, Anytime you say USSR, I think Zangief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got Beatles song stuck in my head. <laughs> I guess, the, I mean, that is a little bit relevant. I mean, we still have a little bit of a rivalry with, with Russia, but but in the space, we, we kind of cooperate a lot there. Mm-hmm. So in terms of tech, there's a lot of tech uh, that they go through. They have five space stations, and it seems like they are open for business and leisure travel hmm. because as I was watching it the the one character he sits down with some Russians and they talk about why the US base on the moon has gone dark um, why they haven't are not broadcasting and he's worried about some kind of contagion that might be spread to the other bases on the moon mm-hmm. and he's like if it was anything like that we would disclose it but for right now we just got to keep it uh, kind of under wraps or whatever hmm. but like in the background there is a Hilton sign Hey! Yeah, for the uh, hotel. For Paris. Oh, 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 oh yeah, Hilton yeah, yeah. Day in space. Yeah. yeah. In, space. <laughs> in space! So I, th- I thought that was interesting. And, and like you said, they have these big rotating sections of their spaceships mm-hmm. and their space stations to simulate gravity. Yeah. So that's kind of the same thing that's been carried on throughout, mm-hmm. uh, through all different kinds like of stations. Really, Kub- Stanley Kubrick really did set the mark yeah. for space sci-fi. Because yeah. you had all the campy... Uh, sci-fi movies that came before it, right. and then you get this one, and it was so much more grounded in realism. People went, "Hey, that could actually be true." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, talking about the moon, getting back to that, when they walk on the moon, it doesn't look anything like the Apollo mission video. So, that to me says that we did run on the moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we didn't walk on the moon. We ran. Yeah. Well, we jumped, and yeah. they, they don't jump and bounce like they do in, in space. 
in 2001 a space odyssey they just kind of walk so mm. we didn't know it was 1968 <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah space uh moon bases and everything and then from there they get onto the interplanetary ship mm-hmm. and on the interplanetary ship they have tablets like ipads what and uh, they have the HAL 9000 computer and AI, yeah. like we said, and he can turn on the lights and he can uh, rotate things and open doors for you. So a little bit more advanced version of Alexa or Siri. Yeah. Right? Um, so it was maybe 10 to 15 years too early. early yes. Yeah. Because like the iPad came out in like uh, 2007. Yeah. And Siri came out in 2009. So there's he, about eight, six, <sighs> eight years too early but i'll give him a i don't know it almost seems like it's still precursor i don't know mm-hmm. it's hard to to rank that but yeah so yeah. and then missions to to mars for example like interplanetary travel so nasa is not scheduled to do interplanetary travel till 2030 for manned missions we're not quite there yet culture though it's very 1960s it's like they got oh, is stuck it? okay yeah, yeah so like most of these do like you, you notice the hairstyles and yeah. the clothing yeah they're trying to make it future but it's pretty obvious it's like 70s 80s yeah yeah so they're kind of stuck in the 60s and so i would on that one i'm going to give it a zero um but on, in terms of tech it's at least a one I'm, i think i'm going to go three because they're i mean five years from like a tablet from way back in 1960s yeah that's pretty impressive. So okay, I mean, we um, were doing that back in two thousand one, but yeah. yeah, shortly thereafter. Yeah, pretty shortly after. So and, and then world events. Would you give it? Uh, world events. I mean, it's not nothing here, so I'll just give it a, a one because it's kind of a neutral. Yeah, it's kind of neutral. So far, the most accurate then at four, four points. Whew. All right, let's move forward. A big jump into the future from here, from the year two thousand one to the year two thousand two. All right, so this one's me again. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Uh, so this is the uh, movie Metropolis. Metropolis. This is a the silent, silent movie, movie Metropolis. I've never, never seen Metropolis. Oh, my gosh. We're doing our silent movie show. I know. We're I need doing to, our I've silent movie meant show. to watch It's going to be a real quiet show. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a sampler putter. You will watch them. Yeah, you'll have to do some reading. Yeah. Metropolis is good, guys. Is it, it? I mean, any silent movie is going to be in a uh, kind of you have to adapt to watching yeah. a silent movie. But this one, if you let yourself enjoy it. And really I know, will. like, the cover and the iconic robot and everything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. yeah, never seen it. So, yeah, the robot, the, the mechanical man, is the one that inspired C-3PO's aesthetics. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. so, yeah, this is actually the first robot shown on film. Uh, like we said, this is from the 1927, and I don't know who the director is. I forget. Fritz, uh, Fritz Lang? I think so. Yeah. Bless same. you. So it's set in the year 2000, and what you have in terms of culture is very much a Marxian-type Worldview where you have the proletariat that lives in the undercity, and then you have the the wealthy aristocrats that live up in the the bright shiny city, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be this glorious kind of. I mean, it's kind of hard to depict in 1927. They have like right. a paint yeah. a painting, and then there's like yeah maybe one model of an airplane or something like that. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell what's it's going 1927, on. 1927, man, give them a break. Yeah, but uh, they're doing matte paintings. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like this really high tech society, but then underneath is the the proletariat, the plebeians who are doing all the work, doing all pulling the work. all the levers, turning yeah. all the wheels. So this is kind of the funny thing in terms of technology. Of the city is they have this very fancy. Uh, city, but everything is done by manual labor, and so you have people down there moving the clock positions to make the machine go for the people up 
up above. Mm-hmm. In terms of that, I would say not very accurate. Right. This movie and, wins for best aesthetic, though, because it's yeah. all art deco. And <laughs> We're cool. not giving points for best aesthetic. Uh, well, I'm giving it a bonus so point. So we should of, talk awesome. about the robot. So the mechanical man is the ability to take the place of a human. So it's like the life model decoys, I think is the Marvel term for it. Hmm. Yeah, it actually it looks like a robot at first, but then it takes yeah. the form of a woman. So, yeah. And the, and the reason for Wait, that is... The mechanical is, man becomes a woman? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. As for the reason for that is so that they can take the leader of the of the proletariat, the person that's kind of rising them up, right, mm-hmm. and and uh, disgrace her name. So mm-hmm. they they oh. substitute this robot in, and she goes running around the city, causing a muck and doing things that make her look dancing bad. inappropriately. Yes. So <laughs> movies from the twenties. <laughs> you should <Yeah>. see it. <laughs> it's like the first thing they thought to do is put on a film anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in terms of that technology, definitely a zero. Okay. Because we are nowhere near having a robot that is capable of fooling humans at this point. I mean, the closest one that they have is that kind of creepy looking one. Yeah. That she does interviews and stuff. Yeah. And then like they think they try to get her to citizenship in some Middle Eastern country or something like that. But you can tell that she's not. She's so creepy. You you look at it and you're like, something ain't right there. Yeah, exactly. So It's an uncanny valley. Yeah. And then the the way that the city runs is awfully off. Also not very accurate. 1927, man. Yeah. So you're saying... They didn't have deodorant back then. You're saying zero (laughs) points. I'm saying zero points. I I award you no points. Okay. Except for the bonus point. Except for uh, the bonus aesthetic point from me. Yeah. 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 Which is worthless, but it's there. Okay. Full zero points here. Man, they didn't... Fritz classic (laughs) Metropolis. I don't need to watch it anymore. We're going for realism, not quality of movie. That was the biggest gap, though. So That's a huge gap. Yeah. 73 years on, on the gap. All right, now we move to 2004. Mm, Time cop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So gutsy move here by director Peter Hyams. Uh, Sure. He made this movie in 1994, set it 10 years in the future. This is one of the smallest gaps that we have here where he's like, yeah, here in a decade. He could have gone 20 years or something. He could have. So here's the synopsis. Max Walker, uh, well, I gotta read this like a time cop. Max Walker, an officer for a security agency that regulates time travel, must fend for his life against a shady politician who's intent on changing the past to control the future. What people don't know is he was doing the splits on a kitchen table while reading that. I was. Yeah. I only Just like Jean-Claude. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme stars in it. Also Mia Sarah. Sloan yeah, Peterson yeah. from Ferris Bueller, one of her few other roles that I enjoy seeing her in. So this one's kind of weird because it, it's all based on... On something that didn't happen. Right. This is all time travel. Because even, I think the movie... Do they explain how time travel came to be? Not really. Well, the the beginning of the movie, I think it starts in 1997 or something like that. uh, When he's... Maybe it starts in 1994. But there's someone who's appointed to the Time Enforcement Commission. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then it flashes forward a little years later and they have time cops who are going around and making sure people don't go mess up the past and ruin the future. World events, it really just the creation of Time Enforcement Commission. There's not much going on there. So <laughs> I'm going to give that one a zero. Are you sure? Yeah. I couldn't think of that. But here's the fun thing. So like tech, they have a self-driving electric car. Wow. Nice. So self-driving and electric. Two things. But it looks like a toy. Like an 80s toy with like you put stickers on the side of it when you get it. It looks terrible. Ah, tes- Teslas look like yeah, toys, Yeah, the Tesla too. truck, right? It looks worse than that. Okay. Like it's, it's weird. And it's also voice controlled, hmm. the car is. So it's like go home. So it's kind of a GPS plus 
uh, self-driving car. Uh, which gets points. Yeah. Although we don't have the technology even today of voice activation that could understand Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, take me home. That was Arnold. Yeah. Anyway, but no, obviously I was impressed with that. They do have uh, flat screen TVs, which is good. Are they HD? Uh, well, they have uh, CRT TVs as well, okay. and they're playing videotapes. So that there. was still kind of a thing in 2004. It was. They have audio tapes that look like little Game Boy cartridges. Like it's not a tape, but it's still a tape. Hmm. Uh, what else? Let me look here. That's all tech stuff. Oh, they have VR helmets. So point for that. Yeah. So I was actually surprised how much they got right, but I'm still only going to give them a one because the whole thing revolves around time travel. Time travel. Yeah. Which doesn't happen. Also, they, they rarely bring up the internet. It's like not, there's no internet back then or in then. And it's supposed to be 2004, which internet was around. Yeah. And I'm going to dock them sincerely for this because there is not one mention of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which came out that year <laughs> and uses time travel. They should have been talking about that all the time true. in that world. a huge deal. So, uh, so even though they have a time machine, they should talk about their favorite Harry Potter movie. There should movie. have been one reference to a time turner or movie. Hermione or like, wow, I got to be Potter careful. Movie. Hey, you want to go say Buckbeak? Something like that, you know, but nothing. So I'm giving them a zero for world events, a one for tech and a zero for culture. Wow. Time cop. One point for time cop. <laughs> Seems like you're being awfully harsh on it because they didn't reference Harry Potter. It hurt me personally. Apparently. Okay. Now we move forward one more year to 2005. So this one is Bicentennial Man. I purposely have never watched this movie. Starring Rob. I've never seen it either. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. A movie you guys haven't. All right. Yeah. Well, but like we never wanted to. Getting on that now. <laughs> so this one's directed by Christopher Columbus. And it stars Robin Williams. He directed, I think he goes by Chris he directed the first Harry Potter oh, Chris movie. Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, I think. So yeah. it's directed by Chris Columbus, and it's uh, starring Robin Williams. Oh, and Sam Neill. He's, yeah. He makes it. Sam a, Neill's in it. He's in it for about half the movie. Oliver mm. Platt. Is that his name? Yeah, Oliver oh, Platt. Oh, the 90s yeah. were a good time for Oliver Platt. Yes, yes they, they were. were. Porthos. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you remember his name? In, in Three Musketeers? Yeah. Three Musketeers. Yeah. Okay. Ah, those Porthos and Aramis. All right. And so Bicentennial Man. You yeah, always forget D'Artagnan. All right. So this one has another robot. Um, so in this case, uh, we have a common household appliance, a robot butler that everybody seems to have, according to the dialogue. Well, they had it in Rocky Four. So. Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> so for this one is one that's a biped. So it means that it walks long, long on two legs, uh, very ad- adroitly, I would say, for a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, adroitly for an android? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, though, this is set in 2005, though. Yes, Not 2005. Now. Well, it's set over the course of 200 years. Yes. True. Starting in 2005 and ending in yeah. 2205. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he turns 200. But it's late. The first portion of the movie or early. does take place in 2005. Is yes. this like AI where it's really depressing because he sees everyone he, he loves dies? No. Uh, oh, it's not? So. Is it just a nice Robin Williams comedic romp? No. It's not quite that either. <laughs> what is it? It's nondescript. <laughs> We're not reviewing the movie. We're okay. reviewing the future. Yeah, it's a little boring in, at I'm, parts. I've got to be honest. I'm not sure what the point of this movie is, but I like it. Yeah, it, mm. it's Pinocchio Becomes a Real Boy. Yeah. It's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. So it's like AI. Okay. So it, it is like AI, but not quite as gloomy. Dour. Sure. Yeah. 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 So not, not as Kubrick. Outside mm-hmm. of the robot, uh, we have a car. When you sit in the car, it tells you the traffic. It tells you the weather. It tells you your heart rate. It tells you all sorts of things. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe like 2007-ish, we have yeah. smartphones and like... And the watches. And the so watches. My watch does a lot of that. 
but that's yeah. now. But that's but that's now. Yeah, in so 2005, not or yeah, 2005, yeah, 2005 not, so not so much. I think we're still rocking the flip phones in 2005. So. Right. I didn't even have a phone yet. Yeah, we didn't have it. We didn't have the uh, smartphones until 2007. You couldn't drive yet. Right. That's true. Um, and as you kind of mentioned before, like not having cell phone technology really. I think it shows him at one point where he does use a payphone. Yeah. And this is like the year. 2048 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, far into the future, he's yeah. using a payphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if payphones were a sponsor to all these movies. <laughs> Just trying to stay relevant. Yeah, probably. I think well, they died after that one uh, That one movie. Phone booth? Phone booth, yeah. yeah. It probably was. That was anti-payphone propaganda. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then anti payphone propaganda yeah. was a band's name, maybe. No. Oh, so no, we've never done that. No, no. <laughs> no not with uh, big payphone out there. <laughs> another uh, technology is electric cars. Uh, so, like, when they get to the year uh, 20, whatever, it's like 2025 or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they get electric cars and electric motorcycles. There doesn't take any really big risk with like world events or anything like that. So, it's pretty. A bland that way. Sure. Yeah, definitely. The story itself keeps really self-contained. Yeah. In terms of world events, we'll give it a a one because it's kind of bland. In terms of culture, I'm going to also give it a one. I mean, it's only a six-year jump from when it was filmed in 1999 or when it was released 1999 to 2005. But in terms of technology, I'm going to have to give it a... Well, I want to give it a zero because we don't have... There's nothing close. The main the main point of this movie yeah. is the robots. The, and we don't the have robot butler. Like we don't have anything like but that. But the car, uh, yeah. Roomba, anyone doesn't have legs. Not bipedal. Yeah, and he can't. And it doesn't look like a robot. Robin Williams. Oh. Yeah. So. So you're gonna give it a zero in tech. Yeah, I think yeah. we're gonna have to give it a zero just because the main tech is that big. Mm-hmm. Is the robot that can walk around, wash your dishes, do whatever you want. Sure. Give it any kind of command you want, and. Uh, all right, so you give two points to this one. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move forward a couple more years to the year 2012. 2012. This next movie is my first opportunity to talk about Who calls it 2012? Uh, everybody did it at the time. Yeah, because the end of the Mayan calendar. And it's no, because you said 2012. I, I call it 2012. 2012? Yeah. The Mayans didn't call it that. What did they call it? 2012. That's, Are you sure? That, I can't remember the movie. I watched one of the movies and they call, they referred to it as like, oh yeah, in 2016. And I'm like, nobody says that. They said 2016. I said 2016. You're one of the only. You're an old. You're an old. No. The, yeah, this is my first opportunity. And this is actually, I believe, our shortest gap on the list. This movie is I Am Legend. Came out in oh, 2000. Speaking of Will Smith. Speaking of Will Smith. Came out in 2007. It's set in 2012. So a five-year gap there. And the summary of this one... You're telling me we're not talking about 2012 in 2012? No. That's fine. No, different thing. That's fine. Uh, the cure for cancer turns the world's population into bad CGI. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a... Uh, the, uh, years after a plague kills most of humanity and transforms the rest into monsters, the sole survivor in New York City struggles valiantly to find a cure. Um, so the least believable part of this is that Will Smith is the smartest doctor in town. Or scientist or whatever he is. Sure. Yeah. So this, uh, as far as Dr. Fauci. Yeah. As far as, well, that, and that's where we kind of go into the world events side of this. This is where a, uh, um, what's her name? Emma Thompson, uh, discovers the cure for cancer Mm -hmm. and they start administering this. And then it starts this global pandemic that, uh, either kills a bunch of people or, uh, turns them into these, you know, living dead type of curse you vampires. I've heard about yeah, vampires is mm-hmm. what they're actually. Um, but we'll we'll in see. The book, in the book, they're vampires. Yeah, yeah. So they're because they're, they're not zombies. They aren't undead. 
So they're, yeah, they're more zombie monster creatures. Um, so if we look at that, I mean, we can at least give a little bit of consideration to a global pandemic. Yeah. Right? That, we've experienced one of those before. But this is 2012. But this is 2012. But even then, like, there's, I mean, there was a pandemic in 1918. I mean... But not 2012. But I'm just saying, like, the, the pandemic side of it, okay, but the direct, like, how far it goes, you definitely don't see that happening. Now, if we look at tech, the interesting thing here is the tech itself, it doesn't really advance. So we have 2007 tech. So much so that featured in this movie heavily oh, no. is a 2007 Shelby GT500 <laughs> in race red. That's my favorite tech of the whole movie. I bet. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was great. Where's he getting his gas from? There's nobody else using gas. But gas goes bad. It's only been five years. Don't worry about don't it. Know. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, you see tech that's realistic in um, where he's doing the science experiments on the, the various creatures that he captures. But overall, tech-wise, you don't really see much that you wouldn't see at the time. So technically, it's accurate. Gas um, has a shelf life of like months, guys. I just looked it that's up. That's it? Yeah. Three to six months. Lose combustibility, and then he's ethanol the smartest gas scientist. Joel have uh, short of the two to three months. Will Smith gas. is a genius. There's there's stabilizers you can put in it. It's fine. So he can make stabilizers. Yeah. Too. No, no, you can get him at AutoZone. He's very smart. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. So culture wise, here, I mean, you got you have a last man on earth situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have you know he's he's the only guy left. Um, but then it turns into sort of a castaway thing where he, he's like talking to Wilson, but it's it's mannequins instead. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's believable. But well, uh, if you're going crazy, yeah, kind of is. Overall, I would give it. I mean, I don't know where to score this in tech. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, it if seems like it didn't really try really to tech, be. So I don't want to reward zero. it because it didn't really push any boundary. No. But world events, I'm going to give it a one for the pandemic. And culture, I'm going to give it a one because Will Smith. Uh, but what did this movie predict? This movie, what, what did it predict? The Batman Superman movie. Batman v did. Superman. That's true. Yeah. yeah Even yeah, though it was meant to come out by 2012. Brandon Routh versus Christian Bale. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know I'd dimension. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a point for world events and a point for culture, but no point for tech because it didn't. Two it points. Didn't, didn't have didn't anything try. to say. Now we move forward to what's probably the most fun on this entire list. The year 2015. I know who it is. Back to the Future Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Where we're going. We don't need roads. I remember when 2015 hit. October 22nd, 2015, I think it is. But I remember there was like, they had a USA Today that printed the exact USA Today on the front cover that they did. It's kind of a gimmick thing. I have a copy of that. And we wore our pants inside out that day just for fun. Like it was a fun day of celebration because everyone was like yeah. 2015. I wore. Did they even make those shoes as well? I think Nike did. had some special edition yeah. shoes. Yeah. I wore two ties that day. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, after visiting 2015, Marty McFly must repeat his visit to 1955. But that's not the part that we're looking at. No, we're looking at so the first part of Back to the Future Part Two. If you haven't seen it for some reason, he goes into the future 30 years, which the movie is set in 1985. It's a nice round number, though. Yeah, though this uh, movie did come out in 1989. But anyway, he goes into the future. 30 years to 2015. This one made a lot of predictions about tech. They swung for the fences on this one. Because what happened, as far as I'm aware with this movie, they, at the end of Back to the Future, were just like, I don't know, we're going to go into the future because we're never going to make another one of these. And then they're like, oh, shoot, now we have to make a 2015. Yeah. Because it was really successful. So some things that this movie predicted as far as tech goes are including, but not limited to... (laughs) 
flying cars, garbage-based fusion, mm-hmm. hoverboards that actually hover, oh. barcode license plates on the back of your car, <laughs> self-drying jackets, yeah. rejuvenation clinics that take literal years off of your face, drone photographers and drone dog walkers, mm. hologram movies, pull-down TV screens that roll up, picture-in-picture television, communication uh, or TV headsets, video calls, tablets, five-second fax machine boxes instead of post office boxes, so many fax machines in every home, hydrating pizza cookers, thumbprint door locks and voice-activated lights, and flying orthopedic machines. Or ortho... What? What is it? No. Yeah, yeah. It told George McFly upside down. Yeah. Well, yeah, is yeah. It orthopedic? Is that yeah. correct? Sure. Anyway. Bones. There we go. Bones. <laughs> so that, that, just just a few of the bones. things that it are talks you gonna, about. Are you going to hold it back because of what it... Because we don't have hoverboards? Are you mad at it? No. Because it did get a lot of things right. I would fall off a hoverboard so fast. I'm not mad we don't have those. You're not? <laughs> I haven't touched a skateboard in years. So, but hoverboards. If we talk about... Yeah. The tech... We can talk a little bit more about that. But just quickly looking at world events... Um, this one's not going to score great because lawyers have been abolished. Weather is super accurate, and holograms are just everywhere. That that none Jaws, of that has happened. That Jaws, whatever it is, nineteen yeah. or Jaws nineteen hologram that comes out and, and bites him. It looks so like really that, that bad. technology does exist, but yeah. it still looked boxy and terrible. Yeah, it looked horrible. But it had at like the same three time, polygons. I would if a movie looked like that but still had that effect. Yeah. I would go see it. Three D without the glasses. Yes. Well, and we talk about around twenty fifteen and a couple years prior too. 3D movies had were, were the rage. all the rage. Yeah, and they have since died off, thank goodness. But you know, 3D movies were huge, and so I mean, that's pretty accurate. Frankly, there's a lot that they got pretty close. Have the Cubs won the World Series? Yes, then? they won in the, 2015. They won in 2016. Ah, oh. they went. They, they yeah, they won the next year. So that was always man really hilarious. That's cool. Do you have to give it a three? What? I honestly, this is this is the first one that I'm like. I think this one gets a three because they they but flying cars and jokingly got it. The only thing is like flying cars. Obviously, that's a big one. That flying cars and hoverboards, but beyond that, jackets. Your jacket is now dry. Your, your jacket is now dry. And clothes that adjust to to fit you, whatever size. I have a ratcheting belt. Oh well, it's it's, <laughs> it's any size that you I have it in 2015. But do your shoes yeah. tie themselves? I mean, uh, I wear Self-tying pants, laces far out. <laughs> That's like a baby's toy. Um, Can you use your hands? Anyway, I, I think that there's a lot of cool tech here. It's just so iconic, yeah. this tech. With the TVs, right? So you know how they have like the pole shade TVs? Mm-hmm. LG has actually made a TV that rolls into a box. It's an OLED panel. You can literally roll a TV. Wow. Okay. Not even a projector. It's a TV. It's an actual TV. Wow. So, I mean... There's a lot. There's a lot here. Do they have dehydrated pizza though? Oh, you, you can get Hydrate it. Hydrate level four, please. Just it's like those military ration packs. Just, just hydrate water. it back up. But it's like a small pizza and that turns into a large, amazing looking pizza. I mean, it's it you want to give thing. it a three, right? I want to give it excited. a three. When if I showed, 2001 Space Odyssey gets a three. When I showed my kids <laughs> this, I ordered. I think it is Pizza Hut in the movie. Yes. I ordered from Pizza Hut with half peppers, half pepperoni, nice. like green green peppers, pepperoni, just like they did in the movie. It's a little theme we did that night. I'm giving it a three. You guys can fight me on it. But, and then culture wise, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, those glasses, the sunglasses they wear are pretty cool without lenses. They just have like the stripes. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those. They gave them for free at, at Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut I, had the, I had the pink and yellow uh, spiky yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think culture wise, it's fairly similar with, with like a utopian touch. But overall, I mean, I don't think it has anything to say no. on culture. So I wouldn't give it any points there. And world, world events. I don't really think there's anything going on that Cubs win the World Series. Cubs win the World yeah. Series. There you go. I'll give it a point for that. I don't know. I think you could probably give it a point for culture too, because it's not like way off. 
Eh, fair enough. Five points, Back to the Future. All right. <laughs> is, that, is that the leader Part now? Two. Yeah, it is. You know what else I really like? Just general oppression. So we're staying in 2015. Just general, <laughs> general oppression. General oppression. With the movie V for Vendetta. Now, I, I chose to talk about this one, but Kent, <laughs> Kent why is this on the list? Uh, there's some government overreach in this one. Uh, well, there is a... going to dance around on this one a little bit. This one also... Just keep it light and fluffy, fellas. This one also uh, features a pandemic in the opening. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. What, uh, and this is set in 2015. Yeah. Set in 2015. And yes. what year was it made? Uh, it was made in 2005, so 10 years in the future. Uh, in a future British tyranny, a shadowy freedom fighter known only by the alias V plots to overthrow it with the help oh. of a young woman. I always called him, I always called him Five. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you read the book. Five for Vendetta. Five for Vendetta. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> um, this movie, as far as world events go, um, it does have a second civil war in the U.S., even though this is set in the U.K., as mentioned, a pandemic situation. Um, but as we look at tech, honestly, there's not, kind of like I Am Legend, there's not much technological advancement. Mm-hmm. There's just utilization of really existing tech. Um, you have citywide speakers that are used by the overreaching government. There are like thumbprint scanners at one point on the door. Just really large video screens featuring John Hurt. Yeah. Um, but again, we tech- have those. Those are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Large yeah. Featuring J- John, John Hurt. Hurt. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So Ollivander and Harry Potter. <laughs> Te- technology <laughs> would. Technology here is not very advanced. So again, for the same kind of the same thing with I Am Legend, they don't really have anything that they, they want to say there. Um, but as far as like communication goes, I mm-hmm. think that's interesting where it's the government is utilizing all of the communication devices to talk to the people. And so that's kind of, if you look at what's happened with Are they culture. tracking people at all? Are they spying on people? Yeah. There's total spying. Okay. Yeah. Which... You know, Edward Snowden could tell us more about that. Light and fluffy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, as far as the culture goes, you've got the totalitarian curfews, the government enforcers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, aside, you could maybe look at some of the stuff that's happened in the last year with regards to, you know, curfews and things like that with with our our, um, pandemic situation in the real world where some of that's plausible. Yeah. Now, as far as 2015 goes, it wasn't, but it could have been, you know. So overall, I'd probably give this maybe no points for tech because, it, again, it doesn't really do anything, but it's, I don't know, it's not far off. Is it unfair to not give it any points? Well, no. I, I think you'd give it one point. It's, it's pretty close to the like Second Civil War. I mean, also, that hasn't happened, but it's just a few years away from people feeling, feeling like there would be. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, world events, you know, I mean, I kind of want to give this a one across the board. Yeah. You know, just an even three points. Just because it's it's not far off, it's total plausible, and it could have been a decent prediction of, of a future that could exist. Well, uh, kind of a in defense of these uh, post-apocalyptic movies where there's not a lot of tech differences, I think mm-hmm. innovation is going to be stifled in a an environment like that. So yeah. where you have an overreaching government, in, uh, totalitarian governments, innovation tends to uh, stop. You can just kind of look at the Hugo in, in uh, Soviet Russia and kind of see that there is no innovation in uh, totalitarian governments or post-apocalyptic where there's r- limited resources. So right, the right. technology is going to stifle, but I mean, that isn't really, it's not as fun. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Speaking of fun, let's move forward to the year 2017, Joel. Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> or The Running Man, I should say. This movie was made in 1987 and it's set 30 years in the future. It's in the year 2017. And here's a synopsis. 
In a dystopian America, a falsely convicted policeman gets his shot at freedom when he must forcibly participate in a TV game show where convicts and runners must battle killers for their freedom. And this stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. This is one where I did not realize it was set currently in the past. Meaning, like, yeah. I was like, that happened before? Because I always picture, like, this far, far future when I first saw it way back in the day. So I'm just going to read this. This is kind of the opening crawl. Just going to read it. Okay. Okay. Go right ahead. Not making any commentary. By 2017, the world economy has collapsed. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones rules with an iron hand. Television is controlled by the state, and a sadistic game show called The Running Man has become the most popular program in history. All art, music, and communications are censored. No dissent is tolerated. And yet a small resistance movement has managed to survive underground. So no comment. I'm just going to give that a one. Sure. Oh, just a one. Okay. Because <laughs> there was some stuff in there that yeah. wasn't true. There's some stuff that uh, probably could be true. Well, the way reality TV is kind of, I'm not taken over, but it's one of the few things that actually gets ratings. Oh, we'll on. get there. Okay. Yeah, this is yeah. world events. We'll get sure. to there in culture. In fact, we can jump there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And even in 2017, I think reality TV has kind of gone a little less popular now. Yeah. But you think 2017, just a couple years ago. People were watching tons of reality TV, I feel. Yeah, and people suffer on The Bachelor just like they suffer in The Running Man, right? Yes, yes. However, they did predict that Richard Dawson would be hosting the show. He died in 2012, so he didn't quite make it there. Was it Richard Dawson in the movie, or did he play a character? They call him... I think they call him Dawson. Really? I think so. Okay. And he's totally the family feud type guy. Did he guy. try so to like, kiss Arnold Schwarzenegger? Kissed, no, he kissed the contestant. No, he's like, I'm going to get a kiss right here. Of course he did. It's totally true. Also, another culture thing that didn't get quite right is Adidas was everywhere. Everything was Adidas. I don't think Adidas is as popular anymore. Huh. They definitely sponsored the movie. Yes, they did. Also, they use $6 in change on the soda machine. They talk about, oh, these are out of control. Do you have another quarter? And they're pumping in quarters for $6. And I was like, you got that wrong on two counts. Yeah. Soda cans are not that expensive yet. And no one uses change in machines anymore. And then also everybody loves Sub-Zero. But yeah. different Sub-Zero. Yes. Yes. Because there's, <laughs> there's a character named Sub-Zero in this movie. Uh, he, he He's a hockey player. He has like a razor blade hockey stick. He's not, you know, doesn't do anything cool like, you know. The Mortal Kombat guy. Did American Gladiators air at around the same time when this movie was made? I was actually going to bring that up. Okay. So after all this, this was made in 1987. Mm -hmm. American Gladiators aired in 1989. What? So that wasn't a prediction they made, but there's a definite influence there. Yeah. Because in the movie, they have everyone, the audience has their favorites. Like, oh, I want to see Buzzsaw. Oh, I want to see Mm Sub-Zero. Like they wanted to see these ones and they were excited when they're... But then American Gladiators, I was always like, Nitro was the coolest. Yeah, Nitro was the coolest. What about and Laser? Come laser on. was cool, yeah. too. Yeah. And so like, it's funny to hear the, like, to see that connection there. Uh, let's get into tech a little bit here, because they also kind of swung for the fences, but I think they <laughs> missed more than they got. The targeting systems we talked about, very 80s looking, like these wire frames and pixels. Like There's a part where they're flying over in a helicopter, which helicopters, hey, still look the same. Uh, but in 2017, they're flying over this crowd, and it's just a bunch of pictures. They're like, approximately 1,500 civilians. And I'm like, you can't tell Wait, that. Wait, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the prisoners, they have explosive collars, which I don't think that's a thing. I think they, you can make one, but definitely not the way they had it. these little thin ones with like a perimeter fence. Mm. Not used. They did use numbered keypads on apartment doors, which is a thing people do now. Instead of keys, they can have a keypad. I get a point for that. There's voice-activated lights. At one point, she says, you know, uh, lights on, coffee maker, toaster, TV, and they all start turning on and doing their thing. And I'm like, you totally do that. 
Uh, they still use corded phones for the most part, which was funny to me. There's one part where yeah. he's, he doesn't, it's a cordless phone, but most of them are corded. They still have cassette tape collections. He pulls them out. Uh, they're still using cash. They have barcode travel passes where it's just a travel pass. You just scan and you can travel places because tra- travel is limited in this, in this world. Mm-hmm. But they do book flights to Hawaii online. Like he just kind of does it on, a com- on the computer. Hmm. So I was like, okay, good for you. Metal detectors look the same. They have these net guns to catch criminals, which I found out do exist, which is kind of cool. And then at one point, they try to be futuristic when he talks about how they were looking through videotapes and bubble chips. Okay. So I don't know what bubble chips are. I looked it up. I want to try them. They looked delicious. But here's, here's the thing I wanted to bring up is one thing that got kind of interesting is video manipulation and deep fakes. Because there's a part when they want... Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger's right. character to do something, and they want one of the the hunters. No, what do they call them? Not runners. It's the other one. I can't remember like what the they're chasers called. Chasers or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, but they, the, the one of the bad guys, mm-hmm. and they want him to fight, but he doesn't want to get all suited up and fight Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they end up creating. They take this fight between these two other people, and they put Arnold Schwarzenegger's face and Jesse Ventura's face on these two characters, and then kill them on TV. And it's like, oh, this is how the battle went. Totally manipulated and deep faked. And I thought. What? That's actually happening. Like at one point they say to put up the digital mat and they like remove the background behind him and change it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is totally stuff that's happening today. Yep. And even in 2017, deep fakes, maybe not as much, but this was the thing they could do is video manipulation. Right. Anyway, that's, I was going to, like they have this a bunch of other stuff I could talk about, but I'm just going to talk about those. And you know what? I'm going to give this, I'm going to give tech, I'm going to give them a three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Would you um, watch that show? Do you watch uh, Survivor? Well, people don't die on Survivor. (laughs) This is like that. People were like bloodthirsty, and it was really good. Relative race, they die. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think that's that most gritty of all reality shows. Uh, What did did you give it for culture? So, this was a. Culture, uh, I'm giving them a three as well. The Hunger Games before the Hunger Games, right? This movie? Uh, Well, only only because because the obsession with reality TV and Mm -hmm. what it could become. Although, I guess this is. No, I'm gonna give it a one because it just oh, got, I, I'm dropping it because it has not got that far. It's it's an allusion to what has happened in 2017, but it wasn't spot on. Ah, uh, it's too. So bad. I'm dropping that down. That was you. Were, that, I was about to be a bold uh, prediction. No, yeah, yeah, I, I running that is the most accurate. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So that one has scored five points. Wow. So Does that tie with uh, that ties for our highest right now? Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh man. You go well. <laughs> Kent, it's been a minute since we've heard from you. Oh, hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you been, everybody? Pretty good. Just waiting for my turn. Let's jump forward to the year 2019. A Blade Runner must pursue and terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to Earth to find their creator. Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Not not the soon-to-be-dated Blade Runner 2049. Save for our 2049 prediction (laughs) show. Yeah, in in season. Yep, not even going to try math right (laughs) now. Math! Not good at math. So Blade Runner made in... 1982, set in 2019. So just two years ago, man, 2019 was a good year. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I think we were ready to was say it? bye to it. it. It wasn't great, but it was better. It was just better. Well, hindsight is 22. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and so Blade Runner gets more wrong than they do right. For example, creating replicants. Yeah. These are basically super-powered clones of sorts that they send, and, and in this movie, there are off-world colonies, and so they send these replicants to be uh, basically under servitude, and if they are found here on Earth, they are killed by Blade Runners, like Deckard, mm. like handsome Harrison Ford, 
because he's super handsome in this movie. This is peak Harrison Ford. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Whoa, Star Wars, anyone? Indiana peak. Jones? No, no. Peak Harrison on. Ford handsome. No, this is this mm. is like rugged Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones. Okay, he's super handsome in that movie, but there's something about Deckard that is just, it's, it's prime. Because he's a replicant. What? You're going there? I could. Save it for the Blade Runner show. Okay. Let's have one of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because so I watched this one again last night. It had been a few years. I watched Blade well, Runner Final Cut. I was going to say what version? Because I looked yeah. it up because obviously I want to know I'm watching the right version because there's a few where he has voiceover and whatnot. But Final Cut was just under two hours, which is kind of nice. But this movie did not anticipate cell phones. Obviously, we don't have off world colonies as far as I know. And a lot of the sponsors in this movie are Pan Am, which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Bell Telephones doesn't exist. Atari, is that really they a don't thing exist. anymore? The Ataris do. And also, the there are flying cars and shuttles in this movie, but not everyone has them. It seems like they're more either government vehicles or cop cars. Because it didn't seem like everyone had a flying car. This movie is more anime, sti- anime in style. Like yeah. It's like Neo Tokyo, basically. Yeah. And so a lot of lights, a lot of lights. These are overpopulated cities. It takes place in Los Angeles. It's overly smoggy and covered in larger than life billboards on the side of buildings, which are moving billboards. So three. It's kind (laughs) of three. Right. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how L.A. was back in 1982. Probably pretty smoggy. But this one, it looks more like a it looks more like a New York scape rather than L.A. But it's just poisoned, basically. And they even bring up the fact that. Homes are so expensive that if you can find somewhere to squat, you're you're sitting pretty basically. So that's not inaccurate, not at all. Of now, but when is this set? Yeah, this 20, is set in 2019. 2019. Totally different world, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess with the world events, it doesn't predict much other than the fact that there are replicants. But corporations are prime, and that's what I see in a lot of these future movies: is corporations are bigger than the government. I would say for the tech. The things they got right. I did talk about the things they got wrong. The things they got right are talking crosswalks, facial recognition, and digital parking meters, which didn't exist in 1982. Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty impressive. They don't have flying cars, obviously, unfortunately, or super-powered. Uh, Future movies keep swinging for that fence. Yeah, they, they keep really going, do. Let, let's get those flying cars. I mean, they should have at think, this point, right? I think it's an easy way for a movie to feel futuristic. We're the future. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to give it a one. How do you guys feel about tech? Yeah. Check for a one sounds great because I, I with the billboards and everything advertising is everywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah well I mean we can't make replicants we don't have like genetically right. put together robots so I don't know yeah but. yeah it, de- it definitely gets a lot of things wrong which I would just yeah. give it a one a uh, world events yeah I just it doesn't really try to predict much other than the fact that corporations are very powerful I'd probably give it a zero because even in the eighties that was the case yeah uh, and then as far as culture um I I think it's just like Cities are overcrowded and gigantic. It is kind of like slum-based as well. Yeah. I I, 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 I don't deserve a point, admit, but... I don't know, though, because, like, that doesn't feel like you don't... I guess, I don't know. I don't live in those areas. It is very multicultural, like Mm -hmm. like in these big cities, and they they definitely make a point of that. Kind of want to give it a one. I think it would would feel wrong to give it a zero. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fair. So two points scored for Blade Runner. Let's stay in the year 2019. Joel, what do you have? The island. This is my island in the sun. Aye, aye. Uh, so this was made in 2005. Peak Johansson, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peak Gregor. McGregor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, this was made Peak in 2005. Buscemi. Peak Buscemi. 
<laughs> it's peak everywhere. They all look good. <laughs> yeah, they're they supposed to look like perfection. So this was made in 2005. It was set in 2019. That's a 14-year gap in the future. And here's a synopsis. A man living in a futuristic sterile colony begins to question his circumscribed existence when his friend is chosen to go to the island, the last uncontaminated place on Earth. Directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay. And starring Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, Sean Bean, Michael Clark Duncan, Steve Buscemi. Peak Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bad Boys 2 might have something to say about Armageddon that. Armageddon would like a word. No, that's... We, yeah. we save for no, our Michael Bay show uh, that we did. Yeah, already. exactly. Mm. No, okay. I have no concept of this movie other than that episode of Bacon Tale. Do you, Do you know anything about it? it, by the way? No, nothing. So we're going to spoil. I'm, I'm going to spoil 2005. The concept the has been used in a lot of other utopian stories. Not entirely, but definitely parts the Clonus Horror from mm-hmm. Mystery Science Theater. This is a ripoff of Parts of the Clonus. And Horror. like the lottery. Like if you win, you're yeah. not really winning. Yeah. Yes. The spoiler alert five, six, seven, eight. These people in this utopian society where they're told the earth has been poisoned outside and they're not allowed to go outside and so they're keeping them here and eventually you can go to the island if you win the lottery because there's some people there. They're perfect. Everyone looks great. Everyone looks, you know, is is working out and, and doing their best. Mm-hmm. And it's because they need to stay healthy because they are going to be harvested for organs because they have a clone. They're a clone of someone famous and, or rich on the other side, on the real yep. world. There is no poisoning the earth. The earth is fine doing their thing. And they just think they, they, they grow these clones in like these embryonic sacks and then kind of give them basic education, keep them uh, exercising and entertained so they don't get too, I don't know, restless. Yeah. And then when the time comes, if say, for example, a famous actress gets in a car accident and she needs a new pair of lungs, they will take the, or the, the clone and say, OK, you've won a ticket to the island and they'll take them over there and then get the lungs and give it to the actress. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so, conceptually really cool. It is it conceptually is, cool. I wish I would have uh, the, the score is actually incredible as well. Oh, it's actually pretty. It's yeah. a beautiful movie. Yeah. Uh, but world events in regard to the earth being poisoned so no one can go outside, even though it was fake, I'm still going to dock them for that. Because, okay. yeah, it's just a prediction they made. And even the underground society, there's not much going on here. So I'm giving that a zero. Um, have you ever been to Antarctica? No. Just saying. <laughs> have you? Has anybody? <laughs> no. Does it exist? Maybe not. There at this lab. There? Uh, so the tech here. Let's talk about the tech. Advanced cloning. Very advanced cloning. Like I don't know even know if we've cloned everything since Dolly the Sheep, but cloning has definitely not as caught up to where it needs to be mm-hmm. for this to happen. However, they do have sleep rhythm detectors where, like, you wear a wristband and it will detect how you're sleeping and let you know if your sleep has been interrupted. They have t- smart toilets in this movie where it analyzes anything that goes in them and lets them know your sodium is too high. You need to you know change your diet. Oh, the toilet would judge me? Not judge you, just recommend things and tell you that you're a terrible person. <laughs> You've been eating too much Totino. <laughs> but there it's are a great idea. Smart toilets do exist. Oh, yeah. It's out there. Wait, they do? Yes. I hate yeah. them. They have wristbands Skynet. that you can scan and identify yourself, just like at Disneyland. Okay. Uh, they have oatmeal dispensers. Well, Disney World. Um, yes. <laughs> I like how they put oatmeal dispensers. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, virtual reality fighting. Yes. But it's like holograms by Xbox. Like it's like you you stand outside this cage, this MMA cage, Mm -hmm. and these two holograms will fight each other and you kind of get a workout by doing that. They also have smart tables, drawing tablets. Uh, This is before the iPad came out, mind you. They do have like a nanobots that they put inside someone's eye at one point and like scans their brain and everything. That was totally out of the realm. We don't have that. Um, Remote controlled surgery. Yes. They have these weird glass rod keys. No. Uh, green-sided laser rifles, sure. If you want to put a green laser on yeah, your gun, sure. you can do that. 
But then once they get outside and see the real world, you got jet bikes. Yes. No. You've got elevated cable trains, like trains that are running on cables around the city so they're not on the ground. No. The helicopters look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel but like conspiracy. There's camera monitored city streets everywhere. Yes. Facial recognition software. Yes. They don't have phone booths, but they have info booths where you walk into, an in, you walk into a booth and you say, uh, I'm looking for Kent Dunn. And it'll pull up your listing, and then you can call them and have video calls using Cisco Systems. What? Probably a sponsor of that movie. Yeah. Wow. Which Cisco does WebEx, if yes. you don't know, which is a popular video conferencing service. Uh, they have um, large flat screen TVs, voice controlled video calls, thumbprint scanners, uh, face scanners at doors, voice activated GPS. This got a lot right for 14 years out. I was actually kind of like, not yeah. bad. But then the jet bikes. The jet bikes. What, what was that? It's like they have this whole grounded reality thing, and then these flying It's bikes. a cool chase, though. It's, it's a, a cool chase. movie. Yes. But I want to give it a three because I was actually really surprised by a lot of the things they were throwing out there. And it really didn't get too bad until they got in the real world. But uh, by the way, culture, everyone lives under orange or blue lighting because it's a Michael yeah, Bay movie. Yeah, it's Michael Bay. Sure. And everyone drinks Michelob light. And that's <laughs> not true. So, so zero. So zero, three, zero. Okay. Zero for world events, zero for culture, but three for, for tech. tech. I'll give it a three for right. tech because I was surprised. Three points for the island. All right. Now we're going to go over to the good old 2020. I mean, let's be honest. No movie could get 2020 right. Real Steel. Yes. Yes. The synopsis here is uh, gambling rock'em sock'em robots meets absentee parenthood. Oh, <laughs> accurate. That's what this movie is. Hugh um, Grant. Or not Hugh Grant. Good heavens. Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Grantman. <laughs> you Grantman and Evangeline Lilly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Pro, what peak, peak Evangeline peak Lilly for Lilly. sure. Yeah. <laughs> In the near future, it's not Peak Jackman though. Uh, peak Jackman is Wolverine. The it's Wolverine? the Wolverine. The yeah. Wolverine is yeah. Peak, peak Jackman is the Wolverine. In the near future, robot boxing is a top sport. A struggling Xboxer feels he's found a champion in a discarded robot. This is exactly what I wrote for World Events. I'm not so sure what's going on, but Hugh Jackman is very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, a point. It's an event. <laughs> yeah. Will you give it a point for that? Yeah, I do. No, no. Um, what I put here is so there's these robots that are almost like avatars or or you know kind of like battle bots mm -hmm. that are used robot to, wars to fight That's robot wars, yeah. right? But the reason behind it I found is very interesting. They were talking about there was boxing, and then people wanted to see more carnage. They wanted to see more violence, mm -hmm. and so they stepped it up. But if you think about it, that kind of has happened. Boxing itself has really fallen out of favor for the most part. Aside we from know the, the Rocky movie. Yeah, well, aside from the, the gambling aspect. We don't. Please don't do that. No. Well, the, another creed. No, them. thank you. But really, what's the popular fighting sport right now? MMA. We have MMA, which is way more violent because there's more that you can do. Mm. So in a sense, the whole people want to see more carnage thing kind of did come to pass with UFC, which granted well, in 2011, UFC was still. I even kind of see this as an esports kind of thing because when they have crowds yep. watching, yeah, you have avatars or in-game right. characters that thousands of people are watching. So, yeah, well, that, and that's the thing. Looking at looking at the tech of it too. Yeah, the robots are controlled in in the movie three different ways. Um, there is like none of the ways make sense to me. There's a handheld controller, mm -hmm. um, and I think my note here is the robot controller makes no sense at all. Is what right. I wrote down. Yep. Yeah, it's just like a you know, it's like a 
uh, drone controller for some reason makes very minute movements of a shoulder. Um, and then there's headsets and voice manipulation. Upper gut. Upper gut. Yeah. Well, and I guess technically jab, jab. There's, there's four ways. Um, but the, the another main way that a lot of the competitors use is they're sitting at these almost like Ender's Game style stations mm-hmm. with these big screens that are using. And so that's where when you talk about the esports, that's kind of what we look at it's now basically, with esports. Well, I was going to say that the hand control was more like consoles and then PC Master Races. They're over there on the yeah. table yeah. doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. The the one the technology that is maybe not so realistic is what they call the the shadow, shadow function, mm-hmm. where the robot will just look at whatever it's in front of and then just mimic perfectly or and, what's and behind at the same it time. or to the side of it, depending makes, on what the movie needs. Makes no sense. The robots that's totally viable. How they're controlled makes absolutely no sense at all. No. The robot controllers are kind of dumb. But one of uh, actually multiple different robots are run on HP software. I know because there's a bunch of HP logos everywhere. Sure. And they're still a thing in 2020. They make a lot of stuff. They never did make the Xbox 720, right? Oh, uh, yes. In the final the final battle, there's a bunch of ads and all the ads are viable still, but they do say Xbox 720, which is Xbox and I had the Xbox in the island too. What the heck, Xbox? Yeah. Uh, it's like Microsoft the future. No, the real joke here is uh, that huge Ackman uses a Nokia phone in 2020. That's not a thing. Indestructible, though. No, no. They and, are. And, and I, I need to bring this up, though. I need to complain. What is it with movies? So we talk about, like, a lot of them do the, the flying car thing to show us the future. Why do movies insist that we are going to have clear see-through screens? I know. So someone can see, like, behind your phone? Why would you want that? I've never, just because it looks futuristic. I'm like, yeah. that's completely impractical. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I were, like, texting someone and the person that was sitting in front of me can read all my messages. I don't want that. <laughs> the other yeah. thing is the... Uh, holographic displays and they kind of do the hand waving things to manipulate the images yeah yeah i mean pinch pinch and zoom and stuff that's a totally a thing on the tablets but in this movie it does feature both clear see-through phones again nokia nobody has those and uh, tablet screens as well Mm. um in his truck his like gps navigation screen is like a pop-up see-through screen and again i just never get that but he does have a um in, in his truck he has about like a, a seven to ten inch display, and those are now standard issue in cars. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in, even in twenty twenty. Thank right? you, Real Steel. Yeah, Real Steel is the reason why I have a huge screen in my Real car. Steel is the real deal. <laughs> it's plausible to have the robots. How they're controlled, not so much. So I'm gonna get this. I want to give it at least I, give it one. A one. Point. Give it, give a, it one. a one. One, one point. sounds fair. World events. I'm also gonna give it a one. Okay. I don't think that it's far off. And then as far as the culture goes, I mean, the culture is more or less exactly the same as it is now. So, But Evangeline Lilly's in the movie. So I should give it a four? You probably. <laughs> she's, she's looking good in this movie. So probably. Oh, but uh, that, that 11-year-old kid's in it. So this can get a one as well in culture. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it a total of three points okay, three for points. Real Steel. Now we move over to the current year 2021 with Mission to Mars. Oh, Mission to Mars or Red Planet or whatever you want to call it. I don't know which Does one this is. Does anyone remember I, I no idea. this movie? We talked about it on Twitter Winner. We did. This came out in 2000. So in 2020, the first manned mission to Mars, Mars 1, was sent with a crew. There's a rescue mission a year later with Gary Sinise and Tim Robbins. And there's this big kind of alien face on Mars. And there's all these windstorms around it and everything like that. The movie gets 
When you say face, like in the rocks? No, like it's like, no, no, no. It's a literal, it looks like carved out of marble, Gray's face. Hmm. Was it Marks. Candace from Phineas and Ferb? It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going straight to Candace, huh? Nice That's reference. rude. And so, really, the movie doesn't try to make it futuristic, other than saying, "Hey, what, hey what guys, we go to Mars." This was made in 2000. So this is so this 21 was, years in the future. Yeah, this is a big craze. I, I guess maybe the unrealistic part is they're saying NASA is still a viable thing, and NASA is doing this. Where we know that Elon Musk. Probably will do this before NASA. In fact, well, he's trying. He'll do it with NASA. I mean, he's going to do all the hard. You don't stuff. think he'll be SpaceX first? I think he'll want all the glory because he says 2024. He's going to try it. Oh, he's going to Mars. He he yeah. Because NASA says 2030. Yeah. But in 2024, NASA saying we're going to try to send someone back to the moon. Just to the moon first, dude. Yeah, and that's Elon the thing. Musk. Just go for the moon. Yeah, NASA says we're going to try for the moon again, and he's like, no, no, we're going to go to Mars. But he's also hoping that Mars will have a livable colony at some point in the next decade. But so that that would be the thing. I think maybe it's the relevant thing is it didn't happen in 2021, but it could happen within the next 10 years. And they do talk about like they're looking for water or ice for planetary colonization. It's not a big focus of the movie, but yeah, I think... There are a lot of people afraid of us using all of Earth's resources. They would like us to colonize another planet. I don't think that quite gets to the point. I'd still give it a zero for world events. Culture, there's no predictions at all, so I'd give it a zero. But tech, I think because this could be doable if Elon Musk gets his way and maybe works with NASA, maybe in 10 years. I might give it a one. Yeah, I'd say one. So you're giving one point to this movie. To Mission to Mars. One point. Don't watch it, though. If you haven't okay. seen it, it's not very yeah. good. It's not very good. At least good 10 years off, so it's no, no, no better than a one. Yeah. So. Okay, we're going to finish up then. This next one is our last movie, and uh, we saved a good one for the last. In 2021, Kent? Johnny Mnemonic. 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 Johnny Mnemonic. so made in 1995 set in 2021 here's what's funny about this movie it came out four years before the matrix which i think well keanu reeves is not always seen as the best actor and johnny mnemonic he's not always never he's a yeah he's occasionally seen as a good actor yeah exactly (laughs) he is perfect in a few roles and so i don't think Matrix, by the way peak uh peak uh, reeves hold on speed Meh. Ingo Matrix? What's Matrix. that one where he goes in time? Oh, the... the uh, time Traveler's Wife? Is no, it's that? the uh, no. the house. The house. The lake house. Cabin in lake the house. woods. Lake house. Yeah. Lake <laughs> house is peak key. <laughs> so anyway, John Wick? We're not going John Wick? That's that's good. That's that's a victory lap. That's Keanu-sans. Okay. <laughs> Keanu-sans. <laughs> but Johnny Mnemonic really soiled people on his acting abilities to the point where they didn't really want to see him in another movie because if you haven't seen this movie... It is so bad it's good. Wait, when did Much Ado About Nothing come out? Because that's... I think it was 94. Because I was going to say, that's going to be the one-two punch. Played. That was the one-two punch of bad acting, I Yeah. Think. The opening crawl for this one, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's second decade of the 21st century. Corporations rule. The world is threatened by a new plague, Nas. And it really is Nas. Nas, like the stuff that makes cars go in it's Fast and the Furious? Nerve Attenuation Syndrome. It's fatal, ep- epidemic. It's cause and cure unknown. So we have a current plague happening in 2021. Oh. And then they talk about how there's like hackers, data pirates, guerrilla fighters. Oh, basically, Keanu Reeves 
is a courier. He's a very skilled, he's a skilled fighter, but he's a courier where he has a hard drive in his skull, like in his brain. How big of a hard drive are we talking here? Uh, the maximum he's supposed to, uh, like he just got an upgrade, so it's 160 gigs. Wow. So <laughs> basically a flash drive, like a less than a flash drive size. But in this movie, he accidentally, uh, well, he purposely does, but he shouldn't have 320 gigs. And it's, it's killing him. He needs to get the information out of his brain. And it's funny because you look at like a terabyte of information at this point, and it's small. Yeah. I'm not saying put it into your brain. It's a little weird this movie didn't predict the cloud, but the reason they have couriers is because someone is trying to send information on a flash drive in someone's brain that you can only unlock in certain ways, but it's a secure way to get from point A to point B that's not digital. Mm. And then somehow there is a hacker dolphin at the end of this movie. <laughs> so... It's this movie's funny because it kind of does a lawnmower man thing where there's virtual reality, and it kind of does the whole uh, you're traveling on a glowing motherboard. You know how like movies yeah. do that sometimes. Yeah. So like the uh, in community. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> yes. I really think community like probably got that from this and uh, lawnmower man. But the virtual reality is perfect. He puts on the goggles. He puts on gloves just like you would have like paddles, and he even lays out like a mat. Like, it's very specific to the size of the room and everything, and that's how he controls virtual reality. But the, but the virtual reality, how does it look? It, no, it's not good. It's not good. It's like, you know, it's the motherboard. Because I the, played the that technology. stupid horror game you made me play. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it probably looked better than whatever Keanu Reeves was looking at in that headset. Well, sure, but he is hacking the internet. In fact, one of the first screens is Internet 2021. This movie also predicted FaceTime. FaceTime didn't exist, obviously, when this movie was made. Sure. 1995. And there's FaceTime in the car, just through a screen. There's no HD in sight, right? Like a lot of the TV they watch is like Casablanca or old cartoons. But there is FaceTime in payphones, once again. Payphones. Yeah, there's no cell phones in this movie. Oh, and Ice-T. At one point, Ice-T plays like the underground leader mm-hmm. of the Lotex. And he says, get your VCRs ready. Oh, this is 2021. 20, oh, dang it. <laughs> I kind of want to give it a one, though. What, for tech? For tech, for FaceTime, well, and I mean, for the, the distribution of VR data. VR is cool. Th- thinking that the human brain can't handle 160 gigabytes yeah. is a little, it's funny to me. That's just funny to me. Yeah. Of course, now I'm like, you know, I remember when I first saw the first terabyte hard drive, I'm like, how would you ever use that much space? Right. But and you now, can. now we are. Yeah. And yeah. We've got bigger hard drives. I've got a. I've got a 12 terabyte at my house. It That's makes you ridiculous. wonder, can, yeah. can you, do you know if it was a hard drive or it was like a solid state drive? Like, did they get into that tech at all? They don't. It's like if he had spinning say, discs did, in his did head. Did you get the upgrade? Yeah, I got the upgrade. I just imagine these yeah, two spinning I'm discs in his head. I'm starting to think I got the upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Nicolas Cage Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so world events. So Big Pharma is the corporation in this one that is trying to control. Uh, the name of it is Big Pharma? No, it's Pharmacom. Ah. And okay. it is the big corporation controlling everything. And that's who basically is trying to free everyone from Big Pharma. And the plague is linked to a signal in this one, which, I mean, if you're conspiratorial, 5G. So Light and fluffy. <laughs> I kind of want to give world events. And honestly, like most 90s movies that are trying to be set in the future, most of this movie takes place in a slum because then they don't have to predict much. Right. 
and it is a little bit silly because like the, the resistance is, is silly and the bad guys are ridiculous. Do the cops in all these futuristic movies like wear all black and all black helmets yes. in every single future movie? It feels like it. Yes. They look like the paramilitary, basically. Yeah. 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 Riot gear. Yeah. 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 So, But I kind of want to give this one a one for world events because okay. it has the current plague, which is you know mysterious. They don't know really how to stop it. Sure. And then for culture... Uh, these cities are similar to what we pictured in the 90s, so not a ton of predictions. The people in nightclubs look like they're like almost like at the Hunger Games capital or mm. like Europe. Yep. You know, they look weird. <laughs> I like that's your comparison. <laughs> Hunger Games capital or, or yeah, you know, anywhere in that, that uh, country European. over there. Yeah. Uh, and then Ice-T looks like he just came off the set of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So I'm going to give it a zero for culture just because it's just, you know, it's not really relevant whatsoever. But yeah, so I, I'm going to give it a two on this one. Two points for this movie. For Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny and Mnemonic. when he hacks, oh, I don't want to give it too many spoilers. Go for it. But yeah, he works with, well, alongside a hacker dolphin kept in a pool. Have you, have you, have you seen this movie, Joel? No. <laughs> At the end of the movie, he's trying to hack the internet, almost like he's like Neo, and he's trying to tell the world what... Pharmacom is doing. Is the dolphin at a concert, like at a keyboard? Is it no? The like dolphin flippers? has a virtual reality set on its head, and so when he goes into this glowing motherboard in virtual reality, it swims and it's a like a CG dolphin, and it, and together they hack the internet and <laughs> show the world on their TV screens what's really happening. How does a dolphin wear a headset? Don't worry about it. it's a dolphin. It's super smart. Echo. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. Two right. points. So let me do a quick review of our entire list. Um, from the bottom, scoring, we'll say sixth place, is Metropolis. Was awarded no points. That's so sad. Oh. Considered the least accurate on this list. And it was the only one that scored zero The farthest, get, The biggest gap we had there, too. Yeah, it so. makes sense, honestly. Um, and then we had three movies scoring one point, which were Mission to Mars, Time Cop, and Escape from New York. Then we had five movies scoring two points, which were Mad Max, Bicentennial Man, I Am Legend, Blade Runner, and Johnny Mnemonic. Then we had four movies that scored three points. Star Trek, V for Vendetta, The Island, and Real Steel. We had one lone movie with four points, 2001 A Space Odyssey. And then we had two movies tying for the most amount of points, which is five, uh, with Back to the Future Part 2 and The Running Man. That's awesome. Good group. I'm, I'm looking. I was going to say I'm looking at my my list for running men right now, and I have more red than green, meaning more more misses than hits. Sure. So, I but what it gets right though, I, it, it, was it was mostly trying. it was mostly because of the voice activated stuff and because of the CGI manipulation, yeah. deep fakes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It feels weird to put it up there with. Well, of course, Back to the Future wasn't the that future actor doesn't either. have that. So I think. All right, I'm fine with it then. The Running Man and Back to the Future similarly. They made a lot of predictions. Yeah. yeah. And so if you make a lot of predictions, you get a lot right. Whereas some of these movies, you know, especially the ones that I talk about. Yeah. I Am Legend makes really no predictions about the tech of the future. Real Steel, just a couple. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they may not all hit. So yeah. the movies that do a lot have a higher success rate. There you go. So, uh, Ryan, thank you, by the way, for yeah. uh, bringing this to our attention and, so, and getting us uh, through this. Tiebreaker, though. Yeah. Which, oh. which one is, uh, oh, has the biggest the biggest gap? gap? Biggest gap. Running Man is 30 years in the future. Although, by the way, the book came out in uh, 82, I think it is. And it said the, it, the book said it was by uh, Stephen King, Richard Bachman. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he said it 43 years in the future. So they actually shortened the gap for the movie. Hmm. So we give the Bacon Award to The Running Man. Because <laughs> it's a 30-year gap as opposed to a 26-year gap. <laughs> but, technically, oh, yeah. but technically, the movie was set 
1985 going to 30 years. I don't know. It's the running man is the most accurate oh, predictor of God. the future. Uh, if you've seen it, that's not that seems terrible. Those jumpsuits. Oh uh, man, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy that sings opera and shoots lightning out yeah. of his hands. He has like a light bright suit. <laughs> Insane. Dynamo. I can't wait for that. You heard it it's here gonna on, be on TLC. Oh yeah. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, Ryan, anyone you want to give a shout out to here at the end? I just give a shout out to my son. He's a he listens quite often. So all right, shout out to him. Hey. Nice. And uh, let us know, by the way, if if we missed any movies that you can think of that were that were set in a time that is already past. And then you know we'll see we'll see if we're able to do one of these shows again. But before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons, in particular the I am the listener tier, which includes. Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, Sean Sanquist, Plot Twist Media, Lady Terry A. Finley, Just Plain Old Kyler, Jennifer Kukowski, Glow Clint Daniel, Braden Winterton, Babs, Allison Gall, Alicia Bass, Adrian Gray, and Adam Rachel Crump. And then we have our Baking Council, which includes The Shadow, Stephen Ross, Ryan and Marley Farron. Hey! Yay! See you guys. Our favorite couple of the Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, Go Nights Go, Mats, Chris Anderson, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, and Reverse Listener. Thank you, patrons. We really do appreciate it. You help us do what we do here in the Bacon Cave. So thank you for that. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform. They're starting. They're going to be performing again in person yes. on Saturday nights. Keep an eye on QWCommon.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on social media. Go ahead and like the Facebook page and follow at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale. We've got a new shirt design up there. You can go and purchase that yeah. in addition to a bunch of other fun stuff tpublic.com slash bacon sale and then if you like what's going on with the show and want to support it further you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just three dollars a month you can get fun bacon bits that talk about movie trailers that are coming out conspiracy theories about the industry and well joel doesn't talk that much on it no <laughs> patreon.com slash bacon sale so until next time guys i guess we'll do this again in 2032 after the franchise wars when taco bell is the lone chain restaurant left in the entire world yes Wait, you get to go to Alaska? You get to start World War III? Zach has to get married? In five days? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Kangaroos have taken over the earth. <laughs> Very bottom heavy. But Rose. 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 <laughs> Rose. Wait, what were you doing? I was doing Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and Christopher Walken came in. Why is Christopher is he sing Rose? Oh, I always do that. I, I just imagine Christopher Walken was in Titanic. Uh, Outback. Outback. Outback Steakhouse. Blooming onion. Get some Alice uh, Springs chicken. Donkey Shane. Darling Donkey Shane. Oh, wow. There we go. Thank Stop you it. for putting into PlayStation terms. Every time my wife sees that and she's like, oh, shirtless Spot newsies, coming. shirtless oh, newsies. Spots. Captain Kirk, and please then, do not take off your shirt again. <laughs> bit, bit. So we uh, had slimy Jabba. Well, Kubrick did film the moon landing. <gasps> 1927, man. Yeah. So you're saying... They didn't have deodorant back then. Mm, time cop. So even though they have a time machine, they should talk about their favorite Harry Potter movie. There should movie. have been one reference to a time turner or Hermione <laughs> or like, wow, I got to be Potter careful. Movie. Hey, you want to go say Buckbeak? Something like that, you know, but nothing. <laughs> so, Happy birthday, Polly. Not with uh, big payphone out there. Roomba? Anyone? 
doesn't have legs. Not bipedal. Your jacket is now dry. People suffer on The Bachelor just like they suffer in The Running Man. I running Man is the most accurate. No, 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 no. Oh, the toilet would judge me? The helicopters look the same. Phenomenon. <laughs> Johnny Mock. The people in nightclubs look like they're like almost like at the Hunger Games capital or mm. like Europe. But Colin is dreamy. <laughs>